podcast is brought to you by the good people over at Gamefly. With over 9,000 titles for the PS4, PS3, Xbox One, Xbox 360, Nintendo Switch, Wii, and other consoles, there's no better time for gamers to make the most of their systems by using Gamefly to play all the new and classic games for as little as 32 cents a day. To start your 30-day free trial, head on over to cinemageekly.com slash Gamefly or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. Listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. The version of a throwaway superplex from the top. Wow, and both are down here right now. Come on, Spears! Get up, Spears! Come on! Come on, Spears! Really getting fired up about this match. I'm into this match. I'm really enjoying this. Making it personal. This is a heck of a of an opening match. Let's see a replay of that. Hey, monkeys in the truck. There you go. Whoa. Great, great replay. Yes. From multiple angles, too. With our great production team, even if they're a bunch of idiots. Well, you you just... I'm angry at everybody. You are. You're an angry man. I don't get it. Look at this. No, she's up there. I've known you for years. I've never seen you this angry. At... I'm animated. Get, get her off the apron side. Yeah, yeah. Loud. Yeah, I will not allow anybody else to try and break me down. Nah, time to make a point, let them know that I'm the greatest around. Y'all about to watch an insurrection, it's my time to make a statement, I'm about to interject it. I don't care about your perception, I'm likely to just reject it. I hope you're ready, cause it's the resurrection of perfection. Yeah. I will not allow anybody else yeah. to try and break me down. Break me down. Break me, break me down. Nah. Break me down. Time to make a point. Let them know that I'm the greatest around. Yeah. Y'all about to watch an insurrection. Yeah. It's my time to make a statement. Yeah. I'm about to interject it. Yeah. I don't care about your yeah. perception. Yeah. I'm likely to just yeah. reject it. Yeah. I hope you're ready because yeah. it's the yeah. resurrection yeah. of yeah. the yeah. It's a brand new episode of the Elita Cinema Geekly's AEW podcast. It's Anthony Lewis and Nick Montez, and we're back to talk more AEW Dynamite on TNT. And as always, first we'll talk about uh, AEW Dark. You know, fun experience for me watching Dark on Tuesday, okay. Nick. Yeah, because uh, as we all are for the most part, most of us have a lot of spare time with nothing to do. And this particular Tuesday... I happen to be upstairs on the computer and I'm like, okay, the timing worked out good. I'm going to watch AEW Dark on YouTube live because they do stream it live. Um, I mean, not the actual wrestling, like the show's all pre-recorded, but they air the the episode uh, live with a chat room and all that stuff. This episode of Dark, Nick, was like 22 minutes. Whoa. It was super short. There were only three matches, uh, and they were all AEW guys beating job guys. It was uh, QT Marshall beating Lee Johnson, which I gave a, uh, a one and a half stars to. 
there was Wardlow defeating Ryan Piles, which is a <laughs> hilarious name. Uh, here's yeah. Let me describe this match to you. So this match happened at Daly's Place. So this is one of the things they filmed at Daly's Place. Okay. Uh, so Excalibur and Taz are inexplicably on commentary now. And Wardlow comes out to face Ryan Piles. And Wardlow is not in his gear. He's in his suit. So he just takes off his suit jacket, takes off his tie, and takes off his button-up shirt. He then grabs Ryan Piles, gives him the F10, and then pins him. <laughs> I, I gave it a quarter star. I was going to say, I was like, that had to have been recorded at Daly's Place, because I know MGF and Wardlow haven't shown up the last couple weeks of television, so yes, um, it's crazy that they still had stuff in the can for that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, but, the main event was Kip Sabian defeating Tony Donati. I also gave that one and a half. <laughs> Not a great episode of Dark. You, you want to know something? The Wardlow uh, thing you just mentioned with him taking off his jacket and yeah. getting ready to uh, wrestle makes me think of Gus Fring in Breaking ah, Bad. Yes. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about. Yes, if, 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 only, if only Ryan Piles was as great a character as Gustavo Fring, but uh, he is not. Uh, by the way, cheap plug, if you want to hear me talk more about Gus Fring, listen to the Better Talk Saul podcast on Cinema Geekly that I do with Glenn Bovey. It's awesome, and that show is great. Uh, anyway, uh, let's talk about AEW Dynamite episode 27, a much better show than Dark. We get a cold open with Jake the Snake Roberts. He's asking some questions, Nick. Would you stand in front of a train barreling down at you down the tracks? Would you stand on those tracks? Would you go skydiving without a parachute? Would you stand in the ring across from Lance Archer thinking you stand a chance? All three of these things have one thing in common. That means if you do them, you're done. He pities Marco Stunt, thinks he's a fool, says he's an idiot, says Sean Spears beating Cody tonight would surprise everybody but Jake. Because he thinks he's running from Lance Archer. And him losing to Sean Spears tonight would just prove to him that that is, in fact, the case. Uh, Jake Roberts was was great again uh, here. Uh, the show uh, in the arena, we've got Chris Jericho on commentary with Tony Schiavone. And boy, would that prove to be just the best thing ever. Such a treat. Uh, it is so wonderful. It's the best part of the show, truthfully, I think. <laughs> it appeared there appeared to be more people at ringside as well than mm-hmm. uh than normal. Uh, a lot of the trainees from uh QT school that appeared in some matches last week, I think, were in the uh the stands for, for this show. Uh opening contest was Lance Archer against Alan Angels. There's essentially two moves in this match. One of the moves, though, was awesome. A choke slam suplex. <laughs> this was great. And then he hits the blackout and pins him. Uh, there really isn't much to this, Nick. Uh, but what what did you make of it? And by the way, uh, Jericho was pretty great throughout all of this as well. I mean, his job, he knows his job is to put things over. Like, even when they're running down the card, they run down the card next, right? And... He trashes Cody, but then that makes sure the very end 
he notes that he is still very talented. Because yep. it's his job to put everybody over. He doesn't he'll call Cody an idiot and a fool and everything else, but he's not gonna say that he's not a good wrestler. Uh what did you think of Lance Archer and Alan Angels? I will say that Cody made way too many um or not Cody, Jericho made way too many Cody exotic references all throughout the show. <laughs> yes. Uh, but it, it made me laugh still. Um, I mean, there's not much to say. It was great. I mean, the squash itself was awesome. Mm-hmm. I uh, gave it uh, one and three quarter stars just because I appreciated the effort. Um, Lance Archer looks scary as hell. <laughs> yes. Uh, I went and gave it a whole two stars. Ooh. Generous this week with it, huh? I just... I think it was the combination of Jericho's so... I mean, he just got better throughout the night, but I thought he was so great here. And, you know, I think I think I gave it a whole extra half a point for that chokeslam suplex. I don't think I had seen that before. So, uh, yeah, I was was pleased with that. Grapple gave it a 1.81. Okay. So not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, up next is the card rundown, as I noted. And then we get Britt Baker versus Hikaru Shida, a match that was set up last week. Uh, so a lot of Britt stalling uh, early on in the match. Eventually, this gets to Shida, and Britt takes an opening to gain control. She hits a Famouser and then mugs at Billy Gunn. Him and Austin, in the they pan over to Austin Gunn and Billy Gunn, and their mouths are agape. They can't believe this woman stole the Billy Gunn's finisher. Uh, Brit, Brit's offense is basically focusing on face smashing. I wrote here, face smashing based offense from Brit. Uh, Jericho claims she's trying to create her own patience. Uh, <laughs> Sheeta cuts her off on the floor. Huge running knee strike. And uh, Sheeta hits her with a suplex on the floor going into a commercial break. Back from the break, and Sheeta is still in control. Britt counters with a sling blade, and now she has the advantage back. There's a big strike exchange between the two, but both eventually collapse from it, and Britt is bleeding from the nose. Uh, Sheeta, I, th- I thought this moment was great. Sh- so Sheeta hits a falcon arrow, but the referee needs to check on Britt to make sure that whatever has caused the bleeding is not too bad. And this played into everything perfectly because Sheeta's got her in a pinning position, but the ref can't count the pin because he's got a check on her. And he's like, okay, she's good. And as he goes to do the pin, I don't know if this was planned or not, but Britt just rolls back and pins Sheeta for a two. I thought that was great because whether or not he had to legit check on her and they couldn't count the pin, they just seemed to roll with it. Uh, I thought that was great. Britt goes for Lockjaw, but it is countered with uh, another Sheeta knee strike. And uh, Sheeta in control for a little bit when Britt finally hits a fisherman's neckbreaker. Tries to do the, the tooth-breaking spot, putting her mouth on the ropes and stomping on it. But uh, this is stopped by Sheeta. And uh, she hits uh, Britt with like a... Sort of like a Roderick Strong-esque backbreaker where she slams her onto the top turnbuckle and then hits this great run, uh, running knee for the win. Uh, what did you think of Britt and uh, Sheeta? Oh, man, I think this might be my favorite match this week. Um, I think it, it, it is that, that was my match of the show as well. Which is crazy to say because I know for the longest time we've kind of been like the Britt Baker experiment ain't working, man. Her yeah. heel work. 
And with Sheeta, like I, I was, I'm okay with Sheeta, but she didn't really like really stepped out to me. And I thought they both were excellent here. Oh, for sure. I, I mean, I've seen it more with Sheeta. Like I knew that she was talented, but yeah. you know, I, whether that be a language barrier thing or something, she doesn't get the personality out there as much. But as far as the wrestler goes, I think she's great. But yep. I would say between the blood aspect, the heel work that Britt was throwing down, she is just so much more enjoyable um, as a heel wrestler. And I think she's really coming into her own. Um, Jericho made some great comments in this one talking about um, Britt's shiny boots, saying they looked like Ace Freely boots. Ace Freely's from Kiss. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because then when she yeah. gets all bloody, he's like, she went from Ace Freely to Gene Simmons. <laughs> that was awesome. And Tony sounding thirsty for Brit throughout this match oh. just made me laugh. As well. oh, yes, that was that was all very funny as well. Uh, yeah, and Jer- and Jericho like playing into it uh, as well. Uh, oh. I thought that was good stuff. I mean, there's like a there's like a moment where uh, Brit just gets down, talks right into the hard camera, and I think Shivani and Jericho might be behind them doing commentary but she's like tony i need you to tell them on commentary that i'm a role model and blah 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 and she does like getting up behind her jerica is like watch out behind you <laughs> it was so he was so great and what about brit um grabbing for the referee's glove to do the lockjaw trying oh, to do that i thought that was great as well yeah she puts the glove on <laughs> but yeah hell of a match um I gave it three and a half stars. I love this. This was great. Yeah, I gave it three and a half stars as well, which is one of the higher rated matches of the isolation era. But, you know, to be fair, uh, AEW does have that advantage where they've, they've just put people at ringside to make noise. It helps so much more than yeah. than stuff without it. Uh, I mean, you'll get to hear my thoughts on it, but here's a little bit of a spoiler. They did this uh, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano match in the main event of NXT this week. Um, w- would have been their takeover match. And they did it in a, a completely empty building. They didn't do it at full sale. They did it at another building. I don't even think it was the PC. I'm not really sure where they did this at. Uh, but it was a completely empty building. And there was also no commentary either. No commentary, no sound, just the wrestling. And this thing went like 40 minutes. And you can't do that, everybody. Uh, you need the sound there. Um, Britt Baker. I so yeah. I will say this. I enjoyed Britt Baker and Hikaru Shida more than I enjoyed Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Which oh, I can't believe I'm saying, but that noise, that noise factor adds so much. Uh, anyway, uh, Grapple gave it a three point five six. So we are all hey. on the same page. Uh, when it comes, I'm a little bit surprised that Britt got that Britt didn't get the win here. I kind of thought they were going to be building her back up and kind of using Sheeta's winning streak to maybe build Brit up, but I'm not mad at the result. I'm happy Sheeta got the win. I'm just a little bit surprised. Yeah, still pulling uh, still pulling towards that uh, Sheeta Nyla Rose uh, title match whenever it can whenever it can take place. Um, mm-hmm. So backstage, earlier in the day, Kenny Omega is hanging out with uh, Michael Nakazawa and says that he is looking forward to teaming with him again. It's been a long time since they teamed in DDT, but says they need a team name. Michael says, how about best friends? <laughs> and he's like, there's already a team called best friends. They're, they're really popular. We're wrestling them tonight. Orange Cassidy sneaks in and then Chuck Taylor and Trent are let in. And they're like, we heard everything you were saying. 
You think you're the best friends? You think you're better friends than we are? And essentially, they get into this argument where they set up the match tonight where the winner takes the title of best friends. So the team <laughs> name is on the line in this match tonight. I thought this oh, was yeah. awesome. Very uh, funny. We get a, a rankings report from Excalibur who sounded like he was recording it in his house in the middle of the night and didn't want to wake anybody up. Uh, so that was a little weird. Uh, but then we got another great John Moxley, Jake Hager hype video. And we get like another one of these a little later in the show as well. And I just like the dichotomy they're doing here where like Hager is training in this clearly this beautiful, opulent gym with all of the best stuff. And Mox is clearly in his own garage with like one punching bag, one like one like weight bench. Uh, and just boxes and stuff strewn about, uh, you've got like the, you've got like the prize fighter versus just the tough guy. And kind of like, um, Rocky four esque if you think about it, a little bit, scenes, a little yeah. bit. uh, and even Hager's wife, uh, Catalina, I think her name is, uh, I thought she was great here as well. She has a line later in the show where it's like, you know, if he doesn't win, he doesn't come home. I'm like, what? <laughs> Like, oh, man, I hope he doesn't lose this match. Uh, uh, these these hype videos, uh, the match can't possibly live up to the hype videos. Maybe I mean, maybe. Maybe uh, we'll talk about something that Hager says a little later. We'll see if it comes to fruition. Uh, after this, we get a TNT tournament hype video for Cody and Sean Spears. And then we go to best friends versus the potential best friends, Michael Nakazawa and Kenny Omega for the title of best friends. Uh, Jericho, I just wrote here before the match even starts. I just wrote Jericho is unreal on comedy. <laughs> uh, it's all best friends early on. Nakazawa cuts off Trent with baby oil. Literally like uh, he just puts baby oil on his chest and Trent tries to chop him, but his hand just slides off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wrote here then, they do some strange double teams with wacky names. Uh, we go to the, we go to a break and we come back and one of the moves they do is Nakazawa oiling up the ropes and dragging Trent's, uh, crotch along it. And Tony Schiavone says, they call that the hentai slide. I'm like, (laughs) what the fuck? Uh... (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Jericho during this match, Jericho notes that Kenny Omega has wrestled a little kid and he even brings up Yumiko. I think the, uh, the, the blow up doll in DDT. Uh, there's a double Piscato to the outside. Jericho calls that the house show dive, (laughs) which really got a chuckle out of me. Is that the, is that the not fancy dive that everybody does on a house show? Cause they don't want to risk injury. Uh, at one point, uh, <laughs> at one point, the hug between the best friends and Orange Cassidy is stopped. Uh, Kenny and Nakazawa try to hug Orange Cassidy, but he ducks out of the way. Uh, the best friends come in. So at one point, Nakazawa tries to do a double clothesline and best friends just move out of the way. And he just goes flying with his arms extended and crashes on the mat. And this basically just cracks Jericho up. Like, he can't stop laughing about this. Uh, Orange Cassidy and Nakazawa get in the ring, and they're doing crazy stuff. Like, he's trying to squirt oil into the eyes, but he's got sunglasses on. 
uh, that sort of thing. Just bizarre. Jericho can't believe how bizarre this match is. Tornado DDT on Nakazawa from Trent for a two. Tag to Kenny Omega. He runs wild, but is cut off with a pop-up Liger bomb by Chuck for a two. Kenny then uh, manages to make a comeback. Kenny and Nakazawa hit what appears to be some sort of doomsday device for E2. And then Nakazawa reaches in to his tights and pulls out his underwear and applies what Tony Schiavone called the ultimate venom arm. Yep. Which gets broken up by Chuck. And then he goes forward again, but hits Kenny with the ultimate venom arm. Tony Schiavone says, holy hell. I just love this match so much. Uh, Pile driver on uh, Nakazawa from Trent uh, only gets a two. The best friends hit him with strong zero and get the win. And after the match, all of them hug Orange Cassidy. This match was bizarre. What did you think of it, Nick? It was definitely bizarre. I, my first thought was like, okay, they're going for comedy this time. Yes. <laughs> um, and it seemed obvious from the begin- beginning that Nakazawa is going to be the fall guy in this match. So Kenny's going to lose, but he's not, you know, he's tag champ. So it doesn't really matter. It won't affect his uh, ranking all that much. Yeah. Um, Jericho got in a sweet um, Beyond the Mat reference in here going, he's got up here. Oh, he did when he did the Venom Arm. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, I mean, I, thought, I definitely thought there was some fun stuff here. And I laughed. Tons but of as fun. Far, oh, for sure. But as far as a match goes, uh, wasn't my most favorite thing. I gave it two and a half stars. Like, it was mm-hmm. all right. Uh, I, th- I mean, as far as a match goes, I think I'd probably be like in that two and three quarters area. But that being Ooh. said, Jericho added so much to this match that I bumped it to a three. Oh, wow. I, Holy cow. I couldn't help. And I would have maybe sit, I would have maybe sat at two and three quarters for this because there was so much goofiness and maybe it went on a little too long, but man, Jericho just having a blast, uh, really helped it for me. Grappled felt differently. They gave this match 2.54. So they were more in line with you, uh, on this one. So after, uh, after all that, we go to the Mr. Brody compound where he essentially chides two goons for not dressing up nicely while one of them did. Uh, I just wrote here, Vince is a fucking weirdo. (laughs) Presumably this is all Vince McMahon stuff. I presume most of what he said here is Vince McMahon stuff. Now, the irony is that this also could just apply to the fact that he's playing a maniacal cult leader, which Mm -hmm. says a lot about Vince McMahon. Uh... So, Bloody Brit, she's backstage. She says Hikaru Shida is the dirtiest competitor she's ever been in the ring with. Look what she did to her nose. She's lucky she didn't do anything to her teeth. Although it didn't matter if she did. Because she's a dentist, of course. And she's also, uh, Shida is undeserving of this top spot. Due to how dirty of a player she is. Dude, Britt said at one point, I lost half of my blood half, out there. <laughs> half of her blood. Half of it. <laughs> Incredible that she's still standing and doing this uh, coherent promo. Right. Very impressive. <laughs> um, we get more great Moxley-Hager stuff. So Hager's talking about the inner circle and how he's learned everything from each and every one of these guys and thinks of them as brothers. And he says it's going to affect how he wrestles. His style is going to change because of the things he's learned. 
So I'm expecting to see Hager do some sort of uh, Canadian destroyer or a 630 uh, that he learned from Sammy Guevara. Uh, he better. That's that's my hope. I want to see a shooting star press or something. Uh, but yeah, this was just more great stuff capping off everything. And they're making it sound like this is going to be a very violent fight. And I hope that's what we end up getting. I hope it ends up being very hard hitting. And I hope it ends up being way less boring than normal Jake Hager matches are. But we'll see. Uh, we then go to the Hardy compound where Matt Hardy is mocking Chris Jericho's pants. I believe he <laughs> meant to say pants, but that accent of his, uh, talks about everybody in the, uh, the circ, the circular inward, the inward circ. I don't know, whatever he said. He says that Sammy Guevara is a false God. He calls Santana Santina and he calls Jake Hager a Jakenstein uh, <laughs> asks uh, he asks Vanguard one to bring the shirt. He's very angry that he tried to uh, recruit Vanguard one. Vanguard one did not bring the inner circle shirt. Instead, he brought a broken mat shirt and Vanguard one says that the inner circle shirt is a dumpster fire and literally sh- shows the, the shirt burning in a, in a heap. Uh, and then Matt Hardy, I think, challenges Jericho to what he calls an elite deletion match or something at the Hardy compound. So uh, some things to do in between now and the Blood and Guts match, I guess. That should be fun stuff, though, because uh, everything Jericho's oh, yeah. done so far has been hilarious. Pure magic, man. And the Hardy promo was funny. I just love the way he was... Uh, yelling at everyone, telling Sammy, can you even speak Spanish? If I asked you a question, would you go, no habla español? Which is funny. That would suggest that he could speak Spanish, but... Right. <laughs> Just at least enough to say he can't. Can't, yes. Uh, and calling proud and powerful loud and devourable. <laughs> loud and devourable? <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't even think they use that name ever. I never hear them say proud and powerful. Rarely. I think... Gear. I think they did it for, I think, full gear. They were Santana and Ortiz, proud and powerful. And then they yep. sort of just dropped it. Yeah. <laughs> I think Santana and Ortiz just sounds better. It does. Way better. And uh, you can just call them Inner Circle if you really want to give them a name. Yeah. Uh, Brody Lee versus Lee Johnson. Brody Lee smashes him. Discus Lariat for the win. Uh, anything else to say here, Nick? Not much. I dug it, though, man. It got to show Brody Lee off a little bit, and mm-hmm. good to see him in the ring wrestling again. I've missed him dearly. Yeah. Um, gave it two stars. Ooh, okay. I went I went worse. I went one and a half. Kind of For just, whatever reason. Kind of I just liked it more than Lance. I don't know why. I liked it more than Lance Archer. Yeah, kind of just not much going on. Maybe it's because Brody didn't do anything crazy to me. Like, he just booted this dude, clubbed him a few times, gave him the lariat, and beat him. Uh... I would like to see Brody Lee and Lance Archer, you know, fight. That would be good. Um, yeah, that'd be really two heels at this point. Seems like an unlikely collision course, but you never know. One point six six from Grapple, so they liked it slightly better than I did, but slightly less than you. Uh, okay, main event: Cody versus Sean Spears in the TNT Championship Tournament, the first match of the tournament. Uh, a lot of back and forth early on. Spears stalls 
but for his trouble, he gets a Cody cutter. The stalling didn't really help him out very much. Uh, they start exchanging several pin attempts. Cody then goes for a moonsault, misses, Spears hits him with a pile driver and a neck breaker on the floor, heading into the commercial break. Uh, back from the break, and Spears has set up a guardrail against the apron. Cody starts fighting back, but Spears suplexes him into the railing, and it did not look fun. Like, his heels, like, smashed right into it. And Jericho's talking about healing yourself, which is uh, when you land right on your heels and you do a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it looked like he may have. It looked horrible. Then, something strange with the audio, Nick. I don't know if you caught this. Yes. But right after they came back from break, there's Tony Schiavone throwing to the break in the middle of Jericho talking and then immediately welcomes us back from the break. We have not gone on a commercial break. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. And there's another moment as well, I think, when uh, Shivani goes to ask Jericho a question and then there's no answer. And then commentary just resumes. And then sometime later in the match, he asks him the same question again. So I'm wondering if there was a... Uh, some audio miscues here. But uh, outside of that, Spears goes for a springboard frog splash, but Cody gets the knees up, creates some space for him, starts a comeback. Spears cuts him off, though, with the lowdown. Actual commercial break happens now. Uh, and coming back from that, uh, Spears is pulling a table out from under the ring when Cody hits him with a suicide dive. Jericho says that Aubrey is using playoff rules for this match. She is letting the the rules relax a little bit for this one. Uh, And uh, the the people at ringside who have been there all night, uh, one of them is Suge D, which it was weird to me to hear Tony Schiavone actually say Sugar Dunkerton, but he said it. Uh, But Jericho keeps calling him Pineapple Pete because he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. With, with pineapples on it. Uh, and they go... <laughs> this might have been my favorite part of the whole show, honestly. It's hard to say. Uh, Spears cuts off Cody again. And they go to a replay, right? Mm-hmm. And they're showing the replay. And Jericho then trashes the production crew after the replay. And... Tony Schiavone's like, wow, you're kind of... And Jericho cuts him off and he's like, I'm angry at everybody! I'm animated, he says. (laughs) He's just mad at everybody. And and Shivani's like, you never used to be this. I've never seen you this mad before. Uh, (laughs) uh, Cody tries to hit the uh, crossroads, but Spears gets gets out of it. Cody almost collides with Brandy. Uh, At this point, Spears picks him up for the C4 and then delivers it over the top rope to the outside through a table. Cody barely avoids getting counted out. He barely gets back into the ring. Spears picks him up for another C4, countered right into the crossroads. He picks him up, hits him with a second crossroads, but only gets a two. That was a surprise. Uh, Jericho Jericho was even surprised. And then Cody applies the figure four, but he applies it with so much pressure, Nick, that it somehow forces forces Sean Spears' shoulders to the mat and he gets counted down with a figure four. Has not been done in quite some time. Jericho never recalls it being done, but I'm sure Flair did it all the time, pinning people with a figure four. Um, 
But yeah, that was the that was the match. Cody advances to face the winner of Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen. Nick, what did you think of the main event? I loved it. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun, especially half of the notes I took were just quotes from Jericho because oh, he please, was on fire. Please run through them because he was amazing in this match if you've got them still. Um, the first thing I remember him noting was Cody. Uh, he said that Cody tried to get the logo that Spears had on his trunks oh, tattooed on, his, on neck. his neck, but the artist got drunk and screwed it up. Yes. <laughs> Maybe Cody can go for the women's title if he can't win the TNT title. title yes. Um, oh yeah. I, at one point, he called uh, Dustin a deadbeat brother of Cody. His deadbeat brother. And, and that got me going. Um, he said that uh, he mentioned that Spears is Canadian, and Canadians are the toughest guys in the world. That was just funny to me. Um, and, and then, he, oh, uh, and the he's, al- thing- he's also like, uh, he's like also. Th- the the best wrestler because Tony Schiavone is like a lot of great wrestlers. He's like, well, I like to think I'm the best wrestler and probably in the world. He's like, except for this guy from Guatemala, I heard might be better than me, but it's a rumor. <laughs> and so Tony Schiavone is like, well, maybe he'll come here to AEW. <laughs> what about Jericho bringing up uh, the thing where they're like, why why are the guardrails st- still here? He's like, so you can use them, duh, as weapons. Yes, <laughs> as weapons. <laughs> Yeah, he was so he was amazing the whole night. Yes, I hope he does more commentary for these shows because well, that's it, what it Tony so that's what Tony Khan has said. He said there is more Jericho and Shivani on commentary. So oh, beautiful, Mwah. chef kiss to that. I, love I mean, it. I I almost want them to just this be the team every week, even when they come back to having fans. It was yes. so incredible. He buried Excalibur this whole show whenever he had a chance. And he's like, you know, I have, he's like, I wrestled for 30 years. I'm like, like three months with Excalibur or whatever he said. I like Excalibur wrestled more. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, he was so great. He always put over Jim Ross, but he always buried Excalibur. Uh, he should. Yes. I mean, I love Excalibur. Uh, he's a, but I, I think he deserves a good natured ribbing on live television. Sure. He's a, and he's definitely a better play by play man than Chris Jericho, but as a color commentator, Chris Jericho might be one of the best I've ever seen. He was unbelievable on this show, and he added so much life to the show. Like, that's what these shows need. They need life. Uh, NXT had the good sense to fly some, like, uh, like recording equipment to Mauro Ronaldo's home in Canada because he somehow was doing the commentary for the NXT show by himself. Um, I'm pretty sure he was not there in the building. But it added life to the show. You need liveliness. And man, did Jericho add life to this show. Definitely. Uh, what did you give the main event? I uh, originally go, went for a three, but um, because of Jericho, I bumped it up to three and a quarter. It, he really adds so much to this. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I went 3.25, three and a quarter for this one as well. Another good match. Yeah, really solid match. Uh, and man, did oh, Jericho just added so much to the show. Uh, so yeah, that's a good one. And Grapple gave it a 3.19. They're wrong. It should be a little bit higher than that. But mm-hmm. uh, just for you know, Jericho commentary is like five stars. Yes, just, it is. A, just a great experience. Altogether, altogether great. Uh, so next week is the, uh, the Mox and Hager match, correct? Yeah, I'm assuming that's going to be taped at Daly's place too, I would think. Yeah, I'm not positive. Uh, 
I, I guess they can say empty arena. Technically, they're all empty arenas, but hypothetically, AEW's arenas haven't been empty. They have had people at ringside, so this will be a no people at ringside match. <laughs> uh, presumably. Hopefully, they will still have commentary. Uh... All right, so that's the show for this week. Head on over to cinemageekly.com, check out the archives of the show. And, of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for The Elitists. Hit subscribe, and that way you can come back next time and hear us talk about more AEW Dynamite on TNT featuring John Moxley versus Jake Hager in a no-holds-barred empty arena street fight for the AEW World Championship. Wrestle, blow, 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 yeah.